0: Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and
1: scorenorth.com.
0: The combine now. Time for the combine now. Time for, now. Time for, for con- running those 40-yard dashes. The three-cone yeah. drill. Time for the three-cone oh, drill. Stop Cheering <laughs> up. Are you going to uh, just kind of belly up at a bar and just watch eight unabated uninterrupted hours of combine coverage this weekend just Jeff? with
1: the football field in the background and guys in their underwear running as fast as they can coming up next here's a guy i'd like to run the 40 <laughs> i'd like really? to run the 40 yeah i
2: would I genuinely sure. i would like we to can run make the that 40. happen on
0: uh, the, of the youtube that. channel uh, yeah, I, I, think we can.
2: I i think i can get under five okay i think oh, i can get man. under five
0: Dude, I feel like I. I think the like the radio and podcast guys and TV guys doing the comp, the uh, the combine drills is kind Which of an I overplayed think. bit. But I would I think Declan running a forty here. What what are the stakes? Are you putting something up for? So you think you can get under five? Yeah. I'm, I'm if quick. you don't, what happens? Um, we should we should think this through should, here. Yeah, like we, we should do it on Monday.
2: Yeah, we should act, and then we, can, we, can we do this at Boone. Uh, Boone's thing? Does he have like at least 40 yards of, yes, of field? Maybe. Yes, we
0: actually. Oh my god! Would, the thing is, is, though, it's too. indoors too, so it could be you wouldn't have to face the wind coming, you know, coming in your face.
2: Jed, you got something you want to say there?
0: No, I said, can, can we like turn this
1: into a combine-centric thing where we oh, also not bench have pressing. to lift some- I'm not bench Wait, pressing.
2: I, I have the upper body weight. strength of a seven year old. I, I there's there's <laughs> no chance. Can I'm Can
0: Declan bench, pressing? bench press the bar, the bar? is The question. <laughs> Boone's gonna make me do if I do it. He's like, oh, that's just gonna be, say if you shop at Boone's, Boone's place,
1: place. We're bench pressing. You're there. not getting away with just a forty. Oh. There's I'll no reach way.
0: All retail. Although I think I think him and Cereal's are. I think they both were at the combine. They uh, you know they got a couple of kids that John Michael Schmitz has been training and stuff. But I'll see. I reached out to him a couple days ago. And he not he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Maybe he's just ghosting me at this point. Once the could season's be. over, Boone's just like in full full combine training mode. We should just let's just let's just crash. We could just walk in. Let's just go crash his uh, his place. Declan's Boone's running goal. a forty right now. Move out of the way. Okay, without question, <laughs> would be to get Declan to puke. That would be Boone's goal. I think uh, that. that I think all three of us would be in danger of puking in seven minutes of a boon workout. I'm not showing up at this. I'm not showing up because I'm not doing anything. You (laughs) Uh, call me and tell me about it. Feedback Friday here on Mackie and Judd and also over on Purple Daily where we take all of your comments, concerns, questions, critiques. We get to as many of them as possible here. A lot of Viking stuff as um, the free agency period looms in about a week and a half. Tim from Washington – Chimes in and says, let's say that Quasey and KOC decide to completely overlook plain evidence to the contrary and march ahead with Kirk Cousins, believing they can win a championship with him. Then let's say the experiment goes exactly where I think it will, which is right into the toilet. Wow. <laughs> Tim is Tim's very high on Cousins, as you can see here. Uh, do we then turn around and give the GM and the coach another run at things with a new quarterback, or do we tell them that they've had their chance, couldn't learn from the previous regime's mistakes, let alone their own, and go find yet another coach and GM? Do they get that much leeway? What are your thoughts? I mean, maybe I can reframe this instead of it being you know, hate. a hate on Kirk session. <laughs> yes. How long will Quaysee and KOC? Because I mean, because they, they kind of they took over a team that was competitive, right? and tweaked it to be a 13 win team so they're they're kind of they're riding out this current wave you know if, if and when they do move to another quarterback how many years into the kirk thing do they get and also get to find kirk's replacement you know if let's say they do sign him to like a 4 year extension yeah do they get to ride that out and then find the next quarterback after kirk or what is the shelf life for these guys
1: well i think a big part of the of this process is what is the contract so like it it could be, let's say it's three years. It can't be all guaranteed, right? So I think that there's some. I think financially there's a discussion here as well as to far as far as what Kirk is getting. Um, do I think that these guys have decided Kirk can't win a championship? I have absolutely no clue, and and I would not for I've I would not say for sure that the answer is yes. They have decided he can't win a championship. Um, but I really think from a roster construction standpoint and finding Kirk's replacement, it's gonna come down to this. How are you gonna spend your money? And if you're guaranteeing again, as they have previously, every last dollar to Kirk, I think that's going to seem irresponsible. So I think it's more I think it's more nuanced than just Kirk Cousins. I think it's Kirk Cousins and his contract, what he's making and how you can build around that, which of course has been a topic of this show for how long now? Five years.
0: Yeah. Well, real real quick, you just texted us this as we were going live here. So they, they're they clearly, I know that every team does due diligence on every player and, you know, every team talks to quarterbacks and stuff, but they've already met with Anthony Richardson and uh, Vikes Insider Twitter account. You just sent us this link, Judd. He posted, or they posted, a video of Will Levis being asked at the podium, did any teams do any outside-the-box interviewing tactics with you this week? And he mentioned the Vikings. I haven't listened to this. I might just That's... put this up to the microphone. I have not either. It's like a 30-second clip. But they're clearly sniffing around quarterbacks at the draft, right? Like, maybe this is all part of their process with any player, right. but putting a quarterback through the ringer like this, I want—I kind of want to see what he here, says g-
2: here. Give me two minutes, and I can load it into the stream here. I'll take okay. if you will. Even then better. I'll Even better. Exactly. You're, you're saying that might be
0: better position. than me holding this holding up
2: to
1: the microphone? Yes. yes. The <laughs> look of disgust on Declan's face when you, you suggested that How you dare might you. do something so Zolgadian. and am Oh, God. Yep. Evening Actually, think, you know what? That sounded fine to me. That sounded fine to my ears.
0: I'll Phil let, I'll doing let a hell of a job.
1: It. I'll let Declan grab it. But yes, um, they are doing, and and I'm i positive it was Doogie on our scoop session on Thursday who brought Levis's name up and said the Vikings definitely like him. Um, yeah. And so, yes, they are. And, and you know what? They need to be. Like O'Connell at his podium session uh, at the Combine talked extensively about developing a quarterback and how it's difficult and, and what you look for and how on and off the field, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. and But anybody who thinks that, well, they're just going to be, you, you know, it's Kirk's show until Kirk is gone, that's not why they're here. Like they should be do- doing this and they should be identifying the the type of quarterback, whether they're going to get him or not, that they perceive as the eventual franchise quarterback here.
0: You know what's what's interesting too is like with with Rick Spielman. By the end, you could pretty much predict within reason what his tendencies were. Right, he was so shell shocked by the whiff on Christian Ponder by by T Jack didn't develop the way that they had hoped. Not that Rick, I don't think did Rick make that T Jack pick or did he come along no, after?
1: He came a- after that. That was Brad. Childress yep. made that pick, but Teddy broke his leg, which was also another
0: huge yep. setback. But they, you could kind of, and maybe he did have a little gamble in him that just never came out, but Rick wasn't going to trade up 10 picks for a quarterback. right? Unless I'm forgetting something. They didn't trade he up made, for Ponder, right?
1: Yeah, they did make inquiries about trading up for Justin Fields. But ultimately the Bears- they didn't.
0: Just swoop, right. The Bears swooped in
1: and said, "We'll give you more," and yeah. the Vikings were like, "We're out." So yeah. So like. Rick,
0: Rick never, Rick always felt like he was kind of the the tight player at the poker table that was waiting for the the good hands to come to him rather than pushing the action. He'd rather fold and keep his chip stack and trade back and play it safe. You avoid criticism that way. We don't know yet what we know that Quaysey loves to trade in the draft because we've already seen. him. We know that he loves to trade. Period. Hawkinson and Rager and all these guys. You know The the range of things that he could do in a draft is very much unknown. But we know that he's got an aggressive streak to him. Could he decide through this process, wow, if one of these quarterbacks that we like falls past five, we'd be willing to move up 15 picks to go get that guy. That type of gamble might exist within Kwasi that, that didn't exist within Rick, and we don't know yet. Well, and, and let's
1: construct this, too, from a personality and thought process. In Rick Spielman's case, because I've always said I think Bridgewater was a product of Norv Turner saying draft him. I like him a lot. OK, mm-hmm. um, so Rick listened to people. But Rick was also a football guy. Quazy's not like Quazy's not a football guy. He's not a scout. So it's my belief that Kevin O'Connell is calling the shots and Quazy then does the math on it. Right. And so, yes, it would be his gamble. But it would be done on O'Connell, who who, if you're going to trust a person, I would far rather have an offensive head coach I trust. And so I think this gets down to initially, Phil, is the system of how it's going to work. Because mm-hmm. like I don't think Quazy's watching film and saying, yeah, we're going to go get get him. I think he's involved, but I don't think he's identifying. I think O'Connell is. And so that's where this process gets intriguing because basically now it comes down to, oh, okay. Um as quazy did in wall street he's managing the assets and things but he also has the traders and the people around him and i think in o'connell's case a pretty smart one saying this is the one to go in on
0: the other crazy thing about like you know whatever i think it's a low percentage chance the vikings draft a quarterback in the first round this year for a number of different reasons number one being where they're slotted they're slotted 23 it's it's pretty likely that those four guys are going to go in the top 10 but they're not going to know if they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round until the draft starts. That's the thing. Like you can't really you can't sit here now, you can't talk to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and these guys have a great opinion of them and then decide after the combine we are going to draft Will Levis because the Texans could trade up to number 1 and draft Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. So it's what a weird inexact blueprint that you have to sort of lay out there is that you're working with trying to figure out what to do with Kirk here at extension. Do you ride it out? And then you have to wait another two months before you see how the draft plays out live before you then say, Oh, okay. Holy crap. Anthony Richardson's available at number eight here. Can we jump the Panthers trade up 14 spots or whatever? You're not going to know for two more months. So, all right. Is this clip worth it? I think so. Yeah. So the, the first
2: half of the clip is them asking like, the question of anyone doing anything weird, and this is what he said about what the Vikings did. The only thing I can think of, uh, Minnesota had a football, so they just had you kind of have a football in your
0: hands, which is nice because I like having kind of something to play around with. But I don't know if it's because they wanted to see how big my hands were or something, but um, <laughs> no basketball hoops, but I would have enjoyed that. Well, yeah.
1: you would... I'm comfortable. They made him feel at home. They gave him a baby him blankie a for a quarterback.
0: Okay, help me. Why would they? What What are the reasons they would give him a football? I get that it's a football draft and a football combine, but it doesn't sound like he said so he was asked. What did a team do anything weird? Yep. And he classified a team giving him a football, the Vikings, as being a weird thing. So I'm assuming that they don't all just like these players don't just like have because footballs in these meetings. Why put
1: you at ease? Because I, I I think it because th- you go and sit it, in a hotel suite. With your hands f- folded, right? Okay, Will, you tell us about this, and you tell us about that. Because O'Connell also said that one thing that, that they do, and I'm sure this is done by a few teams, is they also are very deliberate about saying, "Okay, we've asked you a bunch of questions. What are your questions about us?" You so can't talk that, unless
0: you're holding the football. Maybe that's So I what think it
1: that is. they're. But you know what? If a quarterback is allowed to hold a, a football, it sounds weird, but I sort of get it.
0: I would just have the NFL Network chimes playing in the background the whole yeah. time. See, and that would put people. Hey, Will uh, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh. Will, well, since I yeah, you remember. have a father figure in your life. Will,
1: do you aspire to play on Sunday night? And then you put the Sunday <laughs> night theme in. And then you just keep the themes going. How about the fo- you know? How about the Fox game? What if you're playing with Kenny Albert as your announcer? <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't have that one here. Oh. But what if you're playing? What if you're playing 1990s NBA on NBC? <laughs> yes, Marvel from downtown. Yes.
2: But giving Will Levis a football <laughs> interview is like Dan Seaman giving Judd a beer before he starts interviewing him. Like he's just he's just put at ease, right? Like he's holding yeah, a beer. He's Will Levis is holding his football. Like it it just puts the guy at ease.
0: A cold. You want to see if he month. fumbles too? If mm-hmm. he fumbles at any point in the 15-minute uh-huh. interview, ball then security not, yeah. is a problem. <laughs>
1: He's like going like, oh, "What's, what's up?"
0: <laughs> it balls out. Crazy just dives on it. This Get ball out of security. Here. Um, all right. On oh, since we're recklessly speculating here, Mick McLovin, formerly from the Dan Patrick Show, Andrew Perloff now has his own show. Is it CBS Sports Radio?
2: Yes. I think CBS or right? or, Yeah.
0: So he he threw this out randomly yesterday on Twitter. It gained a ton of traction. How about the 49ers trade Minnesota native Trey Lance, a good defensive player, and a future first-round pick, so a a 24 first-round pick, to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins? Would you guys, uh, who who says no? Well, that's what we've talked about, right? Dude, I run to the window to i the Vikings
1: that's what we've talked about. I I don't think they're going to get that much. I don't think the Vikings are going to get that much back. If if they'll make that trade and Kirk will sign an extension in San Fran, then yes, I make that trade. If I like I think they like Trey Lance. I think they're intrigued. So, yeah, I'd make that trade. Yeah. Interesting.
2: I probably make it be
0: yeah, I I don't I don't think uh you'd get that much of a haul for Kirk. I right. I agree completely. You'd be getting a potential—he's a project still. Trey, Lance. you'd be getting three years of a potential franchise quarterback that you could see about, a good defensive player and a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, I don't, I Oof. don't see a i don't see the first-round pick.
1: And plus, I don't think San Francisco can make that trade because while Trey Lance remains a project and an unknown, they gave up so much to get him.
0: He was the I, third uh, overall pick. But if but if your goal is to win a Super Bowl this year or next year and you're San Francisco, you can't worry about the sunk cost yeah, that agree. went into acquiring Trey Lance. Like but that's I'm saying, almost a I, non-factor.
1: I think that first-round pick becomes more like a fourth-round pick.
0: Would you do it then? Trey Lance, a good defensive player. I'd like to know who that good defensive player yeah. is, what position they play. And a and a, let's say it a, a third this year. I'd be intrigued. I'd do it. Oh, yeah. do it. I'd be very intrigued. All right. Sam Hansen says with the sudden and concerning character and conduct concerns surrounding Jalen Carter, it feels like he's no longer a lock for a top five pick. If he starts to fall near the Vikings, do you take a chance on drafting him based on pure talent falling to you? Well, the Vikings historically have absolutely taken chances on guys for, for a variety of reasons. Randy Moss, character concerns, arrest, right? Uh, Percy Harvin, with his weed problem or whatever he was going through,
1: they didn't on Warren Sapp and regretted it for a long, long time. No, yes, if 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 that kid fell to me at twenty three, Everson yes. Griffin, Everson Griffin had some problems. I take him. Hmm. He's not going to jail for an extended time. It's misdemeanors. What he did was terrible, but yes, it's a foot. It's football. I take him.
0: Uh, Sandy Bo says, "When releasing a defensive player, how do you know if the problem last season was the player or Donatel? So well, like Eric Kendricks, or yeah, I mean, speed, speed, speed
1: is part of it. And Donatel, look, he was a problem. There's no question about it. But you also continue to bring back a lot of older guys. And when you watched, and I'm not saying Kendricks couldn't come back and be better, but." it's an easy way to trim room and he's closer to the end than the start and i think i can replace him jordan hicks the same exact way um i don't think we're talking about cutting young players who who didn't thrive with ed i think we're talking about salary cap casualties of veterans and that's just something you need to do like i'm yeah. not look, i'm not looking to man eric kendricks i'd sure love him to retire as a viking I'm looking at how can I free up room and can I get younger and quicker?
0: Yeah, age and speed, almost regardless of, maybe the defense was even better last year, but you'd still be looking at half these guys and saying, okay, your age starts with a three and you're constantly trailing behind running backs, tight ends, you know, scrambling quarterbacks. This is the other thing in the NFL now. I feel like half the quarterbacks in the league, even the the pocket passer types, are all so much more athletic and faster than we've ever seen. There's there's very few Peyton Manning, Tom Brady types, the Matt Ryan's that are just standing there like sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Geno Smith. Like I mean, even like the the borderline guys. Like Geno Smith is kind of a is he a starter? Is he not? I don't know. I know he can move. He can avoid pressure. So your linebackers, it's not just about. Stopping the run anymore and whatever else it may be. It's can you keep up with quarterbacks like Daniel Jones that run out of the pocket, prevent and him from going for 70 yards?
1: The good thing about football as well, especially veteran players, is it's smart to cut a year early than a year late. So like, you, right. how, how many times have you seen a veteran get cut like a linebacker, right? Yeah. And been like, oh, my God, did that team make a mistake? It's very rare. Now, young players, yes, that's a developmental thing. But, like, it's, a very, it's very, very rare, in my opinion, where we're like, boy, that was a terrible 32-year-old, 33-year-old to cut.
0: Mike Shea chimes in here. It's funny the conversation has gone from Kirk's contract being too expensive, you can't afford to pay one player that much money, to now Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd have a big hard-on for Justin Jefferson about to make $35 million. Laugh out loud. Oh, my goodness. Using nasty language on Purple Daily. Uh, Do you want to, I mean, (laughs) listen, we definitely have been open and favorable to the idea of Justin Jefferson making a bunch of money, and we've complained about Kirk Cousins' contract. So how is that not hypocritical, I guess?
1: Well, one is, I don't love having to pay Jefferson what you're going to, but you have to, and I explain this. This is very, very simple. Kirk Cousins is a borderline top 10 or slightly outside quarterback in the National Football League, which is great, fantastic. We all love that. Justin Jefferson is arguably a top well, a, the best receiver in the league, and he's and he's in the top three. That's how I can explain it. If, so, yeah, if you I, came back and said Kirk Cousins next year is going to be a top three quarterback, he's gonna be unbelievable, and you're not going you know, he's going to turn into a Tom Brady in his prime, I'd be like, Okay,
0: yep. pay. That's next. how I I view it all as sort of market market values. Mm-hmm. You obviously can't pay all of... If you have a great roster, you can't pay all of them top market value or you're not you're going to run out of salary cap space, you're going to have a thin team, which is actually kind of what's happened to the Vikings. Harrison Smith is making top of his position money or close to it. Adam Thielen is making close to it. Kirk Cousins is making close to it. Dalvin, it's like, okay, well, congratulations. These guys are all getting market value. Um, so if you have to pick and choose... I'd rather pay the best wide receiver, top market value, right. than a non-top three or top five quarterback, the third highest cap hit. That's I don't know how many times right I can, can explain that. And, I'll pay a top edge rusher. I won't pay the fourteenth best edge rusher or linebacker.
1: Right, and, and also let's see how much guaranteed money Jefferson gets as well. Because keep in mind, every one of Kirk's contracts is fully guaranteed. Ordinary in baseball, hockey, and basketball. Very rare football. Yep.
0: Let's see here. Uh, Southern Exile chimes in. Because you asked our opinion regarding Monday's episode concerning Kirk, here's what I say. Let the man play out the last year. It seems like one of two things would happen. One, he throws a tantrum and reveals he's only in it for the money and squirms out of his no-trade clause and the Vikings move him somewhere. Or two, he Bradberries it and plays out of his mind to prove to us he's worth it and to audition for potential suitors in 2024. In that second scenario, we get the best out of him because his back is against the wall and he's motivated to prove something. What do you think? If, so, Kirk Cousins, the last time he was in a true contract year was that last year in Washington where they'd, they'd franchised him twice. They were unlikely to franchise him a third time, and that's when the Vikings came in. Um, And he was, was that the year that he did the You Like That thing where he was all fired up? They won like eight games or something, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I it think it might have been, been the year before. before Okay. But uh, that last year, it was 2017 was his last year in Washington. And, um, you know, he put up 4,000 yards in 16 games. He had – it was actually not his best season in Washington, but, like, you know, maybe that's a sign, actually. It looks like it was his worst season in Washington of the three years he was a starter was the Mm -hmm. contract year. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's a telltale sign. I don't know.
1: Kirk might, you know – I think Kirk is going to, again, go after a fully guaranteed contract. I don't think he's going to get that here. Now, I don't know if he would then back off and try and get a three-year deal that had more flexibility for the Vikings. Um, But, you know, I don't know what would happen. So I sort of agree with this. Like, if he has to play out the contract, one, that's fine to me. Two... I don't think he would completely like melt down or something. I think that there's a certain amount of folks that think that he would short circuit and just be just melt. I don't think he would. I think he'd be okay. But keep in mind too, in fairness to Kirk, you know, 2022 was certainly not for a long time his best year statistically, and they won 13 games, and in the regular season he was fantastic. Mm. So, I'd be more than willing though to let this ride. I think for the good of the franchise, that would not be a bad thing.
0: Um, Bob says, guys, please stop elevating JJ to sainthood. He's a wide receiver, and regardless of the contract they give him, at some point not far into the future, he will act out, pout, and become a problem. Write that down. KOC and quay's coddling of JJ is madly, madden, maddeningly disturbing and an eerie reminder back to the days of the Randy Ratio. This type of coddling and appeasing should only be reserved for a quarterback and not a wide receiver. Would you be worried about that? I haven't seen it yet,
1: like and wh- you know what for a long time in in our uh radio days, Phil, we talked about Diggs because Diggs did not melt down for a long time, and then eventually yeah. he he did. It's yeah. why I said yesterday, I'm willing to see Justin Jefferson treated like this until he proves he shouldn't be, and so far he has has not, and I can't go like based on fear of well, in six months he's gonna become a diva, right. Until he does that. And so far, I've, I don't think we have seen anything, correct me if I'm wrong, that paints him as a diva type of player. And we are dealing, again, with one of the best players at his position in the entire league. And to me, that changes things. To me, that completely changes things. It's why the Vikings at times have dealt with players who might be top 10, fringe top 10 guys. And I'm like, you really want to do that? but Jefferson's a special case. And so like what are they supposed to do? Like are they supposed to treat him like he's feeling right now? Like I don't like, think I, that's my question. When I
0: think of coddling, I think of someone who doesn't deserve the treatment is getting the treatment. Sure. That's when I hear the word coddling, I th- I think of it as like a negative term that someone is someone is like you know, you you need to check them on something but you're not. And I don't think JJ needs to be Checked. In fact, there's been times where he's made mistakes running routes lead to interceptions, and Kevin O'Connell will say it. I'm sure. And there's conversations on the sidelines and stuff. So to this point, he has earned a contract. He has earned a a minor say in sort of like the scheming and maybe even some personnel. I don't think you would give him like the keys to like decide who the next quarterback is. But until he does or says something outlandish, I mean, Randy Moss. Had some warning signs going back to when he was a teenager. Okay. Oh yeah. You knew that there was yeah. some, some immaturity in there that was going to take a while to flesh out. Justin Jefferson has been a different story to this point. Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents. Um, by the way, if you're a, if you're a golf nerd, I know Declan's been sweating oh, the uh, God. Is it the the Arnold oh, Palmer this dude, week? Dude, Rambo, Rambo just melted down on 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 the on the back nine here of round two. Uh, Should have
2: faded
1: Declan.
0: Fade my pitch, man. Well, I'm telling you. Well, you could fade his picks on underdog, but if you just want to get out and golf on your own, 14 (laughs) rounds of golf for $90, 14 rounds of golf for $90 through the Minnesota golf passport. It's back. It's available now at scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R north.com. Again, uh, that's a lot of golf for not a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and you can go to scorenorth.com, type in keyword passport, and buy your Minnesota golf passport before they're gone. There's a limited number. Some of the courses, the Refuge, Purple Hawk, New Ulm Country Club, Bull Rush, Elk River Golf Club, Whispering Pines, Chamonix, um, Doll Green, Golden Eagle, and more. A bunch of great courses. Check them out. Minnesota Golf Passport. That's keyword passport at score This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackie and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay, next one here on Feedback Frye. This one's actually from just the internet. Uh, A guy named Sahil Bloom tweeted out this thought experiment. Okay. You might want to write this down, Judd.
1: Um, I already did study it.
0: Okay, good. Yep, I got my stuff so done on that. So I, I have not thought this. about this at all, so I'll just make a decision on the fly here. You are in an arena somehow. You're in an arena. Somehow you've wound up in this position. The Coliseum. With 50 Hawks, mm-hmm. 10 Crocodiles. That's like actual Hawks, not like Dominique Wilkins and Trey Young. That's what right. I was going to say. Or like Russell Wilson and uh, Kevin Bobby Willis? Wagner. Kevin yeah.
1: Willis could kick my ass.
0: <laughs> 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, 3 brown bears, 15 wolves, 1 hunter with a rifle, 7 buffalo, 10,000 rats, 5 gorillas, 4 lions. Pick two of these groups to defend you. The others try to attack you. You have to yep. survive for an hour. Yep. What do you pick?
1: This one was, this is actually difficult, and I went through about three or four permeations of this. (laughs) But then I started to do some research. Because I figure, this sounds intimidating, but then I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? I bet there's some of these creatures that we perceive because they're big and and we perceive them as nasty, but they're they're not as bad as we think. And they can be subdued more as far as your demeanor goes and things like that. And then I saw the guy with the gun. I'm like, well, the guy with the gun would be intriguing, but he'd only have X amount of bullets and it'd probably be a hunting rifle and he'd have to reload or something like that. He's going to die himself. So here's what I ended up with, okay? In doing research, I'm taking
0: seven buffalo. Because Buffalo evidently are nasty. They're Dude, but, but You got to keep in mind too. You're in an arena. The Buffalo can't like go the, other yeah, places. The Buffalo are just sitting ducks yeah. in the middle of the arena. Right? For what?
1: What do you mean? For, for for the but yeah. But we're going up against some passive creatures. He's looking here at too. the
2: defense. I think he's looking at the Buffalo yeah. as de- as de- defense, which yeah, I I'm. I'm they're saying, just gonna be like the slowest moving. Yeah, this is a Donatelle like the, strategy. I don't know if if I, I, like
0: if it I it. decide like, all right, it's an arena. Let's get creative yep. here. Okay, let's go into the locker room. Let's yep. be mobile. Let's get up, go up in the upper deck yep. here. Okay, yep. the then, buffalo can't come. with You're gonna bring a buffalo up to the middle of the oh, upper I'm not, deck? No, to, no, no,
1: no. I'm standing right in the middle of that thing. I'm oh, coaching that's this a baby mistake, up, dude. I'm coaching this thing up. I'm that's coaching this thing up. Horrible look, the idea, Buffalo, you gotta get to high ground. You gotta get to high ground. The buffalo, the buffalo
0: are mean.
1: I'm going buffalo, and then the second thing. And this is this is a, a first, I thought, big mistake, and then I saw it, and I really liked it. I'm going with the 10 crocodiles. Great jaw strength, You're screwed, and dude. they're fast. I think those are two of the worst options you could pick. And
0: they're and fast. I, dude, I actually marked crocodiles, buffalo, and rats as irrelevant oh, in this whole exercise. Interesting.
1: Crocodile, I thought the same thing about crocodiles until I did research. And then crocodiles you go? Like, can crocodiles. make up for the lack Net. of speed from the buffalo. The buffalo are just going to kill. The crocodiles are going to the use buffalo their speed. Are going to kill gorillas, lions, and crocodiles? Crockett, no. The rest of these. See, this is the thing. I looked it up. I googled it. I went through all. <laughs> of our, You're assuming that animals that aren't aggressive will be aggressive. Buffalo are mean SOBs. Right, but there's only seven of them. There's 15 wolves and four lions. Yeah, but guess what? Too passive. So they're in a prevent two shell. Buffalo are going to kill them because
0: they don't like them. Here's where I'm at with this. If you just you're thinking about being on the floor of the arena here, okay? This is an arena, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm for, for, for for sure. I'm going high ground. I'm taking the the hunter with the rifle is on my team. So, so so I'm going guess, high yeah, ground. Unless you think that, that yeah, unless you think that like that the yeah, one of these groups them. could just kill the hunter with the rifle. But yeah, if the, the hunter with the rifle sits up top, if the it's hox. a sniper rifle or something. I'd get him. I, I, I that's my question. What It's the a hunting see? rifle. It's too
1: slow. By if the way, it's a ten, machine
0: gun, I go machine gun dude. Ten thousand uh ten thousand rats in an arena of like fifteen or twenty thousand seats and stuff, if that's you'd I'd be am- surprised at how widespread those rats are gonna be. And yeah. They're gonna stay down on the bottom floor mostly.
2: I completely disagree. So I take the ten thousand rats. Upper deck, rats. you're
0: fine from the rats. No,
2: I take the ten thousand rats.
0: What are they gonna 10, do? Ten thousand rats. How are you gonna
1: get off the floor though? You've got these creatures who some want to kill you. You when you go to go up, they they might get well, you. Well, is there a you're rule that right says now.
0: you have to all start at like the center I, court? I perceive mark.
1: this as you're starting all on equal ground.
0: So hmm. then could you could you outrun animals to get up no. to the upper deck is the question. Probably not. But well, but but again, you're assuming that the that the four lions, well I guess their mission would be to attack you, so they would be going after you. I would yeah. take the ten thousand rats and I would take the five
2: gorillas. I would take one of those gorillas, hop on his back, and the other five gorillas are gonna attack all these other dudes. I take the ten thousand rats. Rats swarming,
0: all of these things, dude. Okay. I would take the hunter the the hunter with the rifle and the fifty hawks, and I would try to get up to the catwalk.
1: Okay, the hawks are going to be
0: protected by the hawks and the hunter with the rifle on the catwalk.
1: The, the hawks are going to kill the rats and the crocodiles are too. Those 10,000 rats are going to be an appetizer.:
0: <laughs> That's the thing. If you leave the rats out there, it's very possible that like half these other animals just like get distracted by trying to eat 10,000 yes. rats.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is there I, are there, so there's a large rats. degree of actually very passive creatures here who, if you don't piss them off, won't try to kill you. And then That's I'm the picking the most aggressive. No, I, dude, I looked it up. The buffalo, surprisingly, what,
0: what are these mysterious sites that you're like <laughs> looking up? I went to maize. Google.
1: I went to Google and I tw- and I put in every one of these creatures <laughs> and I said, are they aggressive? <laughs> and will they kill you? And well, you'd be surprised at the amount of the amount of again yes.
0: two shell safeties that I found Dex- among these creatures. I think. I think. Declan, I think you're, maybe both you guys, I get that 10,000 rats makes your skin crawl, but if you go to, like, a wild game, let's use that, let's use the X for an example, okay? Okay. If you, if there are 10,000 people in the seats, it would look empty. People, if you had 10,000 people in the X, it looks empty. 10,000 rats is a drop in the bucket in an arena man. I don't want to be around 10,000 rats. I'm just saying like not it's not like it's not like rats. the rats are going to be piled up yeah, halfway I'm not up I'm not a your rat. neck or anything. I mean but the, I'm if, the,
2: if, the, if the x seats 18,000 so they're they're close to 60% of the capacity of a seat. So in in the same seat I know the rats are like the size humans, of my yeah. Yeah, are humans versus rats but I take the I take the rats and I take the gorillas. I get give me the damn gorillas. Uh, the buffalo are you relevant to me? The wolves scare me. The brown bears scare me, and the lions. I mean, yeah, lions pretty terrifying, yeah. I guess.
0: Um, and lions and wolves. If you're talking about like bouncing around the arena, they can easily like climb oh, yeah. steps, ha, 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 jump yeah, up. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm
1: going, yeah. And
0: bears can too, a little slower, but bears can do the you know, like in terms of what could get up to a catwalk though. You got to keep in mind too, if you can just like get behind a door somewhere. Some of these animals, like a crocodile, can't open a door. These animals are idiots. Right Now, a gorilla might be able to open a door. So yeah. Maybe you want thumbs. the gorillas on disposable your
1: team. Disposable thumbs, dude. Give me the disposable mm-hmm. thumbs. I'm telling you, if you all start off on the floor of the or- arena, you ain't getting off that floor. And maybe the spirit of this is you're supposed to
0: technically be on the floor of the yeah. arena. Yeah, I
1: think you're thinking of hiding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: thinking of how am I going to use my defensive, my friends, against <laughs> these creatures. Did you? Oh, I know. Uh, The hunter is dead. When you were doing
2: this research, was was dawn present, or were you running into this by dawn when you're researching all of these options? That would be very curious to hear. Like you're just, you're just, like I can see Judd verbally taking notes out loud over on the buffalo. And I sat in my
1: office, I looked through, and Googled every one of these, and there were some I assumed were, were aggressive, and they're not as like wolves aren't as aggressive as I thought.
0: Well, it's going to be awfully suspicious when someone someone listens to one of our Angry Timberwolves podcasts and then checks your Google history for how to kill 15 wolves. A little suspicious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Well, he must really hate this team. He must must
1: sound like, is Chris Finch aggressive?
0: Uh, The the novelist chimes in here on Twitter and says, I want to know what Phil Mackey's top five favorite wrestlers of all time are. (laughs) (laughs) Well. That was, yeah. Well, then, I happen to have a list, you know, just always on the I top of you. my head. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a 90s <laughs> wrestling guy. Got to admit, I'm a 90s wrestling guy. And so for me, it's The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's Shawn Michaels. I was a big Ultimate Warrior guy as a kid. I was more of an Ultimate Warrior guy over Hulk Hogan, so nostalgically, I'm going Ultimate Warrior. And um, I think for the fifth one, I grew up on Hulk Hogan, but I'm going to go Chris Jericho, man. Oh, interesting. Okay. I love me some Chris Jericho. Yeah. Give me some walls of Jericho. So The Rock, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Ultimate Warrior, Chris Jericho. Honorable mentions for me, Undertaker, <laughs> Ric Flair, and MJF. There's just there's just 15 honorable mentions yeah. for you. Um, Kane, yeah. X-Pac.
2: Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I appreciated the attitude here, and I went back and watched a lot of it, but I didn't necessarily a pre really understand it enough so i have top five but they're all like post attitude into the ruthless aggression era for the most part uh hbk is my number one he is my george washington on my five mount rushmore but he is number one i think he's the best performer of all time uh i have rob Van Dam as second i think rvd was an incredible uh, uh obviously talent one of the most over dudes of like I think he won wrestler of the year on pro foot, like pro wrestling observer, like back to back years. In my opinion, you put couldn't, the belt talking on Mike to save his life. He was Okay. Yeah. He was, he wasn't great on the mic. He was okay. Um, but he was so over with the fans by the time he was champion. It was just kind of too late. Uh, I will always have a soft spot for Jeff Hardy. I know the dude has self-inflicted himself. A lot of different wounds out of the ring. Uh, but that is just like RVD. I mean, when his music hits, the entire arena is just on their feet and they're ready to go. Yeah. And then the other two for me, Triple H. Obviously, I love the game. Uh, I hated him so much to kick because he just played the villain so well. But that also that means it worked. Uh, and then fifth for me, Kurt Angle. I think just oh, in terms God, of Kurt
0: Angle's a good of one.
2: actual wrestling talent. Kurt Angle is probably like the most talented wrest tech most talented technical wrestler of all time. And there he's are,
0: also one of the most hilarious on the microphone too. He's great. He was just like he's great obnoxious, funny, love it, man. Pretty good, yeah. Judd, do you have? Five, can you name five wrestlers? I got five that we didn't. Just <laughs> I just name? wrote down five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> number five, legendary
1: Vern Gagne. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, number someone, four. Okay, I, I can't. I don't want to reveal too much information, but I I heard a story from someone yesterday. See that, like, when Vern was in the Vern had some dementia. That, like, when he was in the nursing home, mm-hmm. he would like go back in his mind to the wrestling training days and would like. Yes. Put people in the nursing home in headlines so and stuff. I am really?
2: all uh, uh, topic Whoa. within that topic. I am my aunt married a Ganya, and so I am. I've heard also very similar things about that, like that exact thing before. Oh, and that's man. pretty wild. Yeah, that's too bad, man. That's that's
0: scary.
1: Number four, Nick Bockwinkle, mm.
0: you know, blonde, big blonde hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Number three, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, the sergeant, Sergeant
0: Slaughter, and I follow each other. Yeah, on Yeah, he Twitter. follows me too. Love the Sarge. Big Vikings fan. Yep. Yep. Number two,
1: George the Animal Steel. Of course. George, George the Animal Steel
0: could use uh manscaped. Manscaped.com yeah. promo code purple. Yeah. That's manscaped.com <laughs> promo code purple. A lot of hair on the back. The lawnmower. Perhaps why I like him.
1: And then the number lawnmower. one, number one, the legendary Gorgeous George.
0: Okay. Gorgeous George. Is that Go- AWS? Oh, Gorgeous
1: George was uh sixties um barnstorm barnstorming wrestler gorgeous george was okay. very famous at the time
0: well wow, born in 1915 my uh-huh. god
1: gorgeous george was one of the one of the first i think big name got got the whole stick thing
0: yeah he was uh okay yeah i see so he's his shtick has been copied a couple times i can see the yep. like rick rick flair had a little of it like the robe kind of a thing yes adrian yes. adonis came along flair's okay. a
1: good one yep so it. yeah right there wow that's
0: cool Love it, man. You're, uh, you're not going to get a wrestling breakdown like that. Uh-uh. what mm. the rock is cooking. Here's your feedback Friday here. Let us know, too, which, uh, which of those animals would you pick to defend you in an arena? Yeah. Let us know in the YouTube comment section or tweet at us here. Mackie and Judd and uh, Purple Daily are two daily shows. If you could give those shows five-star ratings and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, it helps spread the word about this Minnesota sports fan community that you guys are helping us build. See you guys next week.